you drink? No. Are you sure? I mean, like, at, like casually, like at a party or a wedding or something like that. No. Right, like my house, alone, every night. What do you drink? Just like a glass of wine at dinner. Okay, that's healthy. And then a shot of tequila. Okay. And then another shot. Um. And then a few more. And then some more. And then I usually pass out. And I wake up. And I take a few more. So the answer is yes. Yeah, I drink. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. Live from the ghetto is Doyen without a computer skill. <laughs> In the ghetto, the ghetto. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a real song forever. Like, I, I know it from <laughs> South Park. But then, who was, I, I sung that to somebody and they were like, that is a real song. I'm like, no, it's from South Park. And they're like, no, it's a real song. <laughs> I didn't know it was a real song. <laughs> it is a real song. <laughs> oh, we've been in the ghetto for a long time. <laughs> Child. Oh, so, Toya, <laughs> tell us what's going on with you, what you're drinking, and all that great stuff. I'm going to be fully um, honest and tell y'all that my soul is tired. Like, I'm just tired mm-hmm. of 2016, <laughs> 2020, 2021 already. So, you know, I'm just taking it back to connecting the things that give me joy and trying to stick there. Um, Amen. So, in the past week, what have I done? Probably nothing. Just went home. Um, oh, this past weekend, I was finding a bunch of my friends like, I want to see you. I'm like, me? You want to see me? So, I did see a few friends <laughs> a this whole weekend. Me? <laughs> right, a whole me. A whole me. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, otherwise, no, I wasn't doing much. Just, yeah, chilling. Um, what have I been watching is a question. I started The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. I really like the chick on it. It's the chick from Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I can't watch it around um, a certain human man because he talks during shows. And so I had to watch it when he's away. <laughs> but um, I really like that show. And then I'm finally starting Brooklyn Nine-Nine from the beginning. So Yeah, I never got into yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I tried. I, I just, I tried. It's goofy, but it's usually like, I'll be watching something. And then who will be there? Okay, you're watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine next. Um, I think it's hilarious. they like... The sergeant is like, yeah, I'm openly gay. And somebody, like, in the first episode is like, yeah, I can tell he was gay. And the guy's like, I can't tell. And I'm like, I can't tell either. And I have, like, a super gaydar. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that he's so, like, but macho, but openly gay. I like them. Yeah. People like it. I mean, they brought it back from the dead. But I just, (laughs) I could never get into it. It's not. It's it's not slapstick, but it's it's silly along those lines. And sometimes it's just mm-hmm. it's just not my thing. Like it's yeah. not at all what I thought it was gonna be, and I just can't get into it. But it has a lot of actors, minus Terry Crews, who I love and adore. Like a lot of the actors I mm-hmm. love. So Yeah. I also um 
<laughs> started Parks and Rec again. Because again, I just go back to the things that I love. Mm-hmm. And literally the whole first season, I was like, they really were trying to figure everything out that season. Like <laughs> They're trying to figure out the dynamics, who was going to fall in love. None of it worked out. <laughs> it's like the whole season was a pilot. <laughs> like, why I do it. I love Parks and Rec? And I love, um, what's the one with Tina Fey? Um, uh, the New York one. Anyway, I love those, but like, I just didn't get into Brooklyn. I'm not. And in a lot of ways, they're very similar. Like, it's weird. Yeah. That's how I am with The Office. I'm like, but I love Parks and Rec. I'm trying with The Office. I'm also trying with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But, um. To me, The Office is drier than, uh, Parks and Rec. I love The Office. Like, (laughs) I just get tickled thinking that. about the office. <laughs> it is it's crazy to me that like uh Mindy Colleen was like so dark and then all of a sudden she got bright and she's like, I don't know y'all the explanation. I'm like, Yes she do <laughs> what she do. Like did they like darken you on the show or did you lighten yourself? You owe me something. I need to know. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, You've never seen it? I've seen it. I just don't feel like she owes me an explanation. But I mean, Fine. That's, I'm that's, just nosy. Leave me alone. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> noticed it. Um, so what are you drinking? I ask mid-drink. No, because, yeah, I spend a lot of time on the TikTok. There's this guy that has, like, food history facts. And he's talking about the history of Haiti. And he was like, yeah, they make rum. So they're like, if you can find the rum, buy the rum. And so that's what I did. Because I don't remember the name. I'm going to have to fill it up on my phone. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, TikTok, you make a move. So I bought the rum Barbancourt Reserve Special, the eight-year aged. So it's pretty good. What are you drinking it's with It's pretty it? rummy. Coke. Rum and Coke. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, but you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a rum and coke. Okay. Well, this week I am drinking a New York sour, which is literally just a whiskey sour with your favorite red wine on top. Um the recipe calls for your favorite uh, for a sweeter wine. Um, of course, I'm using my Cali Red 19 Crimes on top. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, there it is. Um, and it's 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 sweet. It's sweet enough. So that's what I'm using. Um, I never, when I'm making drinks that calls for egg white, I never use it. I never do it. I Only because I worry that I'm not going to mix it well enough and I'm going to be able to tell now, I've had drinks with egg white before when other people do it, and it's fine. But, like, I don't do it myself because I feel like I'm not going to shake it well enough or whatever. So, I did not use, I did not add the egg white. But other than that, it's pretty good. So, one of our um, book club friends sent me, like, a list of um, whiskey sour recipes. Um earlier in the pandemic so i had to send it to her because it is really fun and fancy i just also hate pulling egg whites because i feel like i've wasted the yolk <laughs> so i don't make it as much but i do know how to like you know it's just all in the timing to shake it enough 
Yeah. yeah I, it's foamy. I know you've done it before. And like, I was like, maybe I should try it. I was like, no, I can't, I'm not. I just, I can't. Like I said, I've had it when other people do it and it's fine. But also with me, <laughs> when I shake drinks, I'm like, shake, shake, done. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lord. so I feel like I'm not vigorous <laughs> I cannot with you but yeah I'm really excited I'm gonna try this um, honestly I feel like this room is dark and aged enough that I can drink whiskey after but we'll see how this goes <laughs> oh lord <laughs> hold on to your seat I'm actually, uh, I'm actually having a lighter alcohol lifestyle as of Monday I don't drink during work hours. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but that is that is a big thing. That is a big thing since you are working at home still. Yeah, because it's very tempting yeah. when you're working at home. Yeah, I mean sometimes somebody gets on your nerves. It's a long Zoom call. And it's like let me go ahead and pop this bottle. Real quick. <laughs> but I'm not doing it anymore. I just drink more water. Pop more bottles of water. Yes, I definitely have been. <laughs> I've been neglecting my water intake and my body. My I heard my organs scream thank you when I drank um my first glass of water <laughs> this morning. Like, <laughs> like I literally stood at my because I always go to bed with a cup of water, but um mm-hmm. for some reason last night I forgot to put it by the bed. And I ended mm-hmm. up just sitting it on the dresser. So anyway, when I got up this morning, I walked up to my dresser. I was just going to take a sip just to wake my mouth up. No, I stood there and drank that whole glass and was like, and in the words of Granny, I was swonking it. Like I was just like gulping it down. <laughs> oh, So yeah, I've got to make sure I drink more water as well. Um, Yeah, it's really tough when you like get in bed and comfortable. And then you realize your water ain't beside you. And it's like, well, just going to swallow my spit tonight. And I don't necessarily, <laughs> like, just drink water. Because I think that I think that makes it sound like I drink more water than I do. I just put a cup next. I just put a cup on my bedside table just in case. Like, just in case I wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night and I'm thirsty. <laughs> mm-hmm. So sometimes or I get up in the I'm morning. and I'm on my mucus. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Especially during drainage time. So it's like I, I just sometimes wake up in the morning and it's full. Uh, so it just you can never tell. Um, so yeah. what has brought me immense joy <laughs> this week? I have been laughing my tail off every time I see it. So there's this um clip of the theme song to Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they inserted one of the insurgent terrorists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, she, that was so funny. I can't. I watch it every single time. And the way they timed it is so perfect. And so, you know, it's mm-hmm. where Anna Maney totally zany. And she goes, they pushed me out and maced me. And <laughs> that part's funny <laughs> enough, but it's the end. When it's the Animaniacs, those are the facts. And the music goes, dun. And she goes, huh. <laughs> <laughs> It's the end part that takes me out every time. Also, they've been floating pictures around of her rubbing onion on her eye. And that is hilarious. There's a few that have set me this week. There's one that is, um, I think with her, and she's like, 
I'm here for a revolution. Yeah. And then they bring in Kirk Franklin. That one. I haven't seen then, that uh, one. Okay, I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah. And they had like Biden like run into the stage and like Kamala dancing with some kids. I'll send it to you. And then <laughs> there's one where it's like this Super Mario music and yes. then, like, climbing up. <laughs> And then he falls. I'm like, I probably should not have gotten so much joy out of this capital story yeah, that I did. We get joy but Black we find Twitter it. is hilarious. Undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> Let's talk about it. We were not shocked that this happened. We were like, oh, they really try that shit. But the memes, the joy, like TikTok, you know, they had like Hamilton remixes. You know, the white people got in on the fun. Um, Twitter was hilarious. Instagram was hilarious. And then, you know, people on Facebook are like, I am shocked. Our democracy is under attack. And I'm like, it's been like that since 2016, sis. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> like um, I, just- I, I had several um, people that I went to high school with on Facebook announcing their departure from Facebook and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> and yes they yeah, were <laughs> me. yeah me being the um the stand-up comedian I think I am sometimes I did like a bit at home about like what white people how white people are trying to gather together so they're gonna be like we're gonna go to um parlor and they're like no we don't have that anymore and then they're like okay let's do myspace and they're like no we don't have that anymore they're like okay black planet you know nobody's there okay (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) and and when i was checking like comments because that's what i do i like if you white and i know you i'm gonna check your comments for some shit so like if i Mm. think your post is I mean, it can just be hinting at something. It might not even be hinting. It may be in my mind. I'm going to check the comments. And that right. very much so is what was going on in the comments was, well, um, we'll keep in touch via, and they named some app I had never heard of. It wasn't Parler, um, but some something I had never heard of. And they were just mm-hmm. giving out all these different ways for them to still talk and keep in touch. And I was like, bye, Felicia. Nobody cares. Y'all want to talk to each other? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, matter of fact, I had specific white people I started looking up. So I was like, let mm-hmm. me see. Let me see you said something. Yeah. Or better yet, let me see you was there uh-huh. so I can get the prize money. Because I will give the fans direction <laughs> to your mama house. Okay? Yeah. I had my list of whites I checked on too. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But y'all said now. Nah. But uh, mm-hmm. they, they're from Mississippi and they broke and they ain't going nowhere. Anyways. <laughs> Alas, now we're going to move on to our current events. So, um, this is a thing that brought me joy <laughs> as well. So, uh, right now is usually when they have the CES, which is like Consumer Electronics Show. And Samsung is making a robot that can pour you wine and bring you a drink. And you know what? I don't even have to have a kid anymore because, you know, they're making a robot to do that. I mean... That is literally the only reason why I needed a kid. I saw this robot <laughs> on the news this morning, and I thought, finally, because according to the Jetsons, we were supposed to be here already. Like, we were already supposed right. to be here. 
Meanwhile, my Roomba knocking things around. Because I was like, ooh, I could just put like a, you know, champagne bucket on my Roomba. But that bitch be like going between my doors and walls and stuff like that. I'm like, go home. And it got hit like six more walls. And I'm like, why? <laughs> did I tell you that I tried to, did I tell you that I tried to buy Granny a Roomba? Why? <laughs> Girl, exactly. Why? Because she, I mean, first of all, I knew enough to bring it up to her before I bought it because it cost too much money for me to buy it and her not use it. And she was mm-hmm. just like, uh-uh, because it ain't going to do the lines in my carpet, right? And I forgot how, like, she obsesses over the lines on her carpet. Because when I vacuum, mm-hmm. I just vacuum. <laughs> and so, like, she's mm-hmm. always hated for me to vacuum. And I forgot about that. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I just saved my little coins. Yeah. Yeah, it has lines, so it's not right. But then I have, you know, my other vacuum cleaner, and that puts lines. And I'm like, this is 32. The fact that I'm like, oh, this is sexy. Look at that line. See, I <laughs> do not care about lines. And see, I don't. The only carpet I have in my house is in my bedroom, so I just didn't mm-hmm. think it was worth me buying one just for my bedroom. And but I really wanted to buy one, so I was like, I'm gonna buy one for Granny. She's like, no. And I just like You'll the lines. Still sleep your hard force. Really. I'll think about it then. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, my apartment's pretty 50-50 hard floor and carpet. Does it do a good job on the hard floor? Yeah, it's just loud on the hard floor. That's what I don't like. Okay. I realize as I get older that I have sensory processing issues and I don't like things like super loud. Listen. Or like multiple noises at once. (laughs) I don't either. And I don't, you know, I guess I never equated that with getting older. Maybe it is. I always equated it with me growing up in the country. So I didn't have a lot of noise around me and also growing Mm -hmm. up in a relatively quiet house. Um, I've had roommates through the past, but most of my adult life I've lived alone. So I'm used to if a noise is being made, I'm the one making it. So if something else Mm -hmm. is making the noise, it like drives me insane. Like Mm -hmm. I have to figure out what it is and stop it. Yeah. I'm the same way, especially like I'll be in the bathroom. And I think it's like something upstairs or something. I'm like, this this noise is awful. I gotta get it. Mm-hmm. Like I just realizing that like my tolerance for noises are, mm-hmm. is decreasing very mm-hmm. quickly. The next thing that gave me joy, which I should have said in the beginning of the podcast, was Jasmine Sullivan finally gave us another album. <laughs> I wanna sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that album, uh, that song where she was talking about he could take her car and he live in her mama's house and she'll pay his rent. I was like, I will watch that. Like, <laughs> I bind that in the name Keep of Jesus that Christ. away <laughs> from me. <laughs> and the words of Phaedra Park. Keep that away from me, Paulo. <laughs> right. Get from around here with that, Paulo. I drop everything if, uh, if he caught. No, I don't want it. I bind it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'll but, deal with the mediocre. <laughs> I'll call him when I feel like it. it. Like the album is so good. I listen to it mm-hmm. on repeat, which I haven't done in a long. Which for well, for starters, it's not an album; it's an EP, and she is very adamant that you address it as such because <laughs> because she's like, "Don't play with me." When I give y'all an album, it's gonna be an album. So mm-hmm. you know, um, but oh, I listen to it on repeat. It's so good. All the songs are good, but that one with her and Ari, I just can't. Mm. And then, so you know, there are like these little skits in between. 
Mm-hmm. And the Ari skit just <laughs> there's this one part in her little skit where she's like, you know, if people knew who it was that she had been messing with and, you know, she was like, the first thing y'all would say is, girl, don't you know what Google say about him? And she's like, yeah, I do. I also know what that dick said. And I was like, yes, girl, I have been there. I have been there where I knew if I told my friends who I was messing with, they would have been like, now, girl, now, you know how the streets be talking. And yes, I did. But I also knew what that dick said. Mm -hmm. No, the one that cracked me up was the ladies in church. Yes. (laughs) But I need just beginning it and like the previous album I saw that she was a masterful storyteller, but the way that she put all of, pieced all of this together, I'm just like, give her her things, all of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really comment on celebrities' Instagram, but I was like, girl, I love your work so much. Thank you for giving <laughs> us this magic. You sound like I need me. her to know that we appreciated it yes. so that she'll keep giving us stuff. Like, it's been a minute. Like, I think it's been like six years. Yeah. And she, she's tall fit to touch us. During a pandemic. Yes. I'm buying a drink for Jasmine Sullivan right now. I'm not even gonna wait till then. <laughs> Jasmine, you're getting your drink early. Um, I have not right. watched her tiny desk yet. Um not me but I heard it is so good and she brings on her. So mm-hmm. and they're doing, of course, because of COVID, with tiny desk, they're doing it a little different now. So you perform in your home or wherever you want to, and then you just send in the video. So, yeah, I'm pro- I might lay in bed and watch it tonight. I like to lay in bed when I watch Tiny mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, I might check that out tonight. I I am excited. I cannot wait. Yeah. It's actually, I prefer it to, like, that Tiny Desk office stresses me out. There's only things there. I feel like, how do y'all have room for your whole band? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. So. I don't agree with that. But yeah, I also need to watch it. But like immediately in the morning, I think I tell it's like Happy Jasmine Sullivan release date, and I went to go listen to it. <laughs> oh, it is amazing. Okay. I love it. We love you, Jasmine. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I like to lift y'all up and then bring y'all right back down. So, <laughs> Harry Hilton <laughs> did the work that absolutely nobody asked her for. So basically, <sighs> she was like, um, you know, a certain orange got from Twitter. And while social media was celebrating it, she was like, you know, it's about First Amendment rights and being able to share your opinion and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, girl, did she get dragged enough for Beyonce? You really, <laughs> really want to continue this? Everybody, Black <laughs> Twitter was like, here come Miss 5G again. <laughs> Because you remember, she was one of the ones spreading that 5G was why <laughs> COVID existed. It's like, girl, bye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I was just like, girl, why? For why? It's just why like, do you like being dragged this way? It's like people... So, okay. So, in my mind, I call this the I am smart syndrome. And to me, it is uh, people who weren't told enough that they were smart when they were younger. So now they feel the need to prove it. Mm-hmm. And when you try to prove it, that's when you remove all doubt mm-hmm. from others that you actually are not. And it's like, girl, first of all, mm-hmm. you don't have freedom of speech on a private platform 
Twitter owned that platform and Twitter can decide who's mm-hmm. on it and who's not. So there's mm-hmm. that. And that's really the beginning and ending of it all. <laughs> that's really the beginning and the ending right. of it all. Twitter can decide. Now I will say that I had sentiments related to what she said, not not exactly what she said, but related to it way back when Twitter first decided they were going to crack down on whatever and <clears throat> on their, um, you know, user policy and whatever. And people were really pushing for it. And my thing, the only thing I said was, okay, they're going to start suspending us for saying nigga. They're going to do it. And lo and mm-hmm. behold, they really have. Like I've, I've, I've had mm-hmm. friends that have got, I've got friends that have gotten suspended. They have no idea why. And mm-hmm. I guess my thing is, hell, you suspending people I know left and right for little or nothing, kick his ass off. He should have been off. Mm-hmm. He should have been off. Right. Yeah, they we, gave him what a What are lot we doing? Our freedom of speech and people can express this. Express this, bitch. Like, huh. Right. Yeah, I'm just like, they gave them a lot of tries. Even when they did ban them that day, they're like, if you delete the errant tweets, we're not going to continue. Like, and they were going to let him back, but he has too much of a platform and he does not do right with this platform and he incites violence. So he deserves it. So, uh, first is announced they will go back to hosting battles in separate locations. And they say Ashanti and Keisha Cole is coming soon. So uh, I don't know. They were a little scared from <laughs> Gucci Mane and Jeezy <laughs> or what. Like, I don't even think they're going to fight. But also, we're like, you know, COVID. And then um, Ashanti got COVID. And then now there's this extra COVID that's like extra contagious. So I'm like, yeah. Maybe you should separate them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure COVID maybe is a, the reason. A Zoom call. I'm pretty sure COVID is the reason, and um, I'm fine with that. Be you know, be safe. Of course, the vibe mm-hmm. is going to be different with them not being in the same room, but I'm fine with that. Be safe. Like that's how mm-hmm. this all started. Um, I feel like too that Apple is probably the one that said we're not doing this person in person anymore because the stakes are too high right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because swiss uh swiss beats who he and timberland are the creators and i'm using quotes for that for the verses Mm -hmm. neither one of them seem to be very happy about the fact that it's going to go back to a zoom call but um Mm -hmm. listen it is what it is and i think that it's better to be safe because speaking of that gucci and jeezy one it wasn't nothing but a room full of niggas and not nary a mask in sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Apple don't want that lawsuit too. Yeah, I feel like I I feel I honestly feel that's what it is. And Apple doesn't want that lawsuit. Apple doesn't want to, you know, say because somebody catches it. How how you gonna not say that that's where I got it from when I was there, down to the Keisha Cole and Shanti battle, and Apple don't want to deal mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I was going to live and talk about this, but, um, in the Capitol foolery, um, two Democratic, um, I think House people, 
mm-hmm. I think older women have gotten COVID from being in the room. Both they women of color. And they were made fun of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were made fun of by the Republicans mm-hmm. and they have both contracted COVID. Mm-hmm. So masks are good. They're not 100% foolproof. It's better if both parties are wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. But um, it sucks that they had to be stuck with these white people. The mask offers more protection. I mean, yes, a mask does help you some, but it is more protection mm-hmm. for the other person. So that's why we need everybody mm-hmm. to wear a mask if you're going to mm-hmm. be out like that like yeah i i i'm again i am not going to get on my soapbox and i am not going to fuss and preach but a friend of mine made an excellent comment about people who go out and then take off their mask in order to take a picture with their friends and i'm just saying everybody wear your mask like if i'm your friend i know what you Mm -hmm. look like wear your mask if you if you Mm -hmm. insist on being out here wear your mask yeah. Okay, so next up, I will lift y'all up. <laughs> so, uh, Mary J. Blige just recently celebrated her 50th birthday, and so Twitter was celebrating it by naming her best song. I will go on record saying that I am, I love sappy Mary J. Blige, so I'm not going to cry. It's my very favorite Mary J. Blige song. <laughs> and I know most people are not going to say that, not number one, but I'm just saying. Um, so Matthew Cherry, the, his were, his top ones were real love, love, no limit. You're all I need. I can love you. Not going to cry. Be without you. Family affair. Now be without you is a close second. Cause I feel like I can get my good singing out of that. I know. Right. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> I and Terrence Howard is in the video you. and he fine as hell in the video. <laughs> What's your favorite? I cannot name I can one. love you is pretty strong third. I cannot name a favorite Mary song. Um I everybody everybody who knows me knows <laughs> I love Mary J. Blige. Y'all, mm-hmm. I I I wanted her to be my stepmom. Um mm-hmm. I I have been in love with her since what's the four one one. I went through a period in life when I tried to look like Mary J. Blige. Um <laughs> I I I I just love her. And then asking me my, well, hmm, that's not fair. I was about to say asking me my favorite Mary J. Blige song. It's like asking me my favorite Beyonce song, but I actually do have a favorite Beyonce song. So that's not the same. I, I, I cannot, <laughs> but, but so now you understand, like I cannot, yeah. I, I just can't. Um, uh, I just can't probably, yeah. um, probably, I was about to say what's the 411 is probably my favorite album but uh, uh my life is is right I I I can't I don't have a favorite Mary song Mary that's my favorite e- everything oh speaking of Mary I'm saying 411 is my favorite album but that Mary album is delicious like I I just don't I'm sorry I can't everything she does Mary is one of the very few artists. Um, Beyonce is probably the other one. And Beyonce just reached this status with me. But Mary is the only artist that I will buy the album sight unseen. Like, I don't have to have heard a single. I don't have to hear anything from it 
when you tell me she dropped an album, I'm buying it. And I buy her music, like, not just stream mm-hmm. it. I'm going to buy it. And so, yeah, I just can't. I just, I can't. An honorable mention would be uh, the Burger King chicken rap song. <laughs> Lord hammer. What's in the chicken rap? What's in the chicken rap? Crispy chicken, fresh lettuce. And she hates for people to bring that up. And of course she does. And I mean, I get it. But at the same time, when it happened, at the same time when it happened, I did not fully understand why people made such a big deal about it. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because that's what they were doing at the time. They had all these other little mini commercials and they were based Mm -hmm. on like people's background so george lopez had one and his was like they were playing low rider and he pulled up in a low ride like they were all very ethnic based and so mm-hmm. i mean i get it i get it and and listen <laughs> i get it but i was just kind of like well i mean i don't know that's what everybody else was doing not to say that i guess what i'm saying is i didn't understand why all of the pushback came at her and not none of of the other people that had done similar Mm -hmm. commercials for McDonald's at that time. That's all. I'm just saying but I'm just saying that if anybody was going to make an R&B hit about a chicken wrap Mary J. Blige killed that shit. (laughs) I mean she hates when people bring it up and it's like girl you might as well let it go because people are going to bring it up. Phase in my brain went free. <laughs> the thing. Um, okay, next up. So Chattanooga football coach, which ain't nobody asked. University of Tennessee and Chattanooga football coach to say anything. But he came for Stacey Abrams and nobody sent it. So he was like, Congratulations to State, Georgia, and Fat Albert, Stacey Abrams, because you have really shown America the true works of cheating in elections again. Enjoy the favorite girl. You earned it. Hope the money's good. Still not governor. He doesn't have a job, and Stacey Abrams is going to have one very soon to be governor. <laughs> so I need him to shut up. <laughs> His remarks were very ugly and just a testament to how America hates black women specifically. And I'm glad they fired him. But it was just so weird. Like, why? You didn't, you didn't think that was going to get back to anybody? Because <laughs> like, he thought he, really he could. Thought he- Because he thought he could. And because in a different time and atmosphere, he could have said that and it'd be fine. And it it did not have that kind of pushback. So, yeah. He thought he could. Not today. Especially especially with COVID, life has slowed down. We have time. Like, (laughs) I saw this chick on Twitter and she was like, here's my whole family at the riots. This is this girl. Said her, her mom's name, her uncle's name, everybody's name. Like, we have time. Like, <laughs> we yeah. can find these people at the riots. And it's cracking me up. I saw so that, too. Like, and I, I was thankful for her. Yeah. So proud. And I think there's been a couple of people in Dallas that have gotten fired for being there. Um, there's a real estate broker who um, has come under a lot of fire. And like you can't even lie and say that you because she was like tweeting and and posting up until she's like yeah I'm going and then now she's like well 
one of my friends said we were just going to a protest. I didn't know it was going to be this bad. I was like, bitch. Right. <laughs> you do. Right. You do. But lastly, I would like to talk about a Florida person. That Florida person happens to be our soon-to-be former president, President Trump, and the deplatforming of him. So because of the uh, riots that he incited, uh, everybody... <laughs> Everybody is locking down. They said from Twitter to PayPal. I'm like, how did PayPal put you out? But Listen, um, Spotify, everybody. Right. Even Pornhub announced that they won't let him create an account there. Like Pornhub's official right. site was like, uh-uh, you can't come over here either. Yeah, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Shopify, PayPal. They won't sell his merchandise for the time being. Um, uh, of course, you know, Parlor is gone. Gone. And it's so funny because, like, this girl took it upon herself when she found out rumors of, you know, like, once Google and Apple had removed Parlor, she started, she went out there and screenshot all that shit. So that we have like 90% of the content on Parlor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, lastly, Discord, Twitch, YouTube, Reddit, and TikTok said, we don't want to be. <laughs> Um, I saw a tweet about, um, I guess the DSP that Parler was using or something mm-hmm. that they were using was on a free trial anyway. <laughs> like <laughs> their hosting site was on a free trial and their free trial was almost up. And then that hosting site like sent them an email basically saying like, yeah, this is going to be the end. <laughs> Yeah, well, Amazon Web Services was hosting it, which is okay. like a huge cloud server. You know, anytime Amazon Web Services goes down, half your website's going to be down. But yeah, they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bitch, you want a free trial? <laughs> I mean, he could have like bowed out quietly and been fine. But like now everybody hates him. Like, um, Lion removed all their properties from its approved list of corporate hotels. A lot of companies are taking back their like donations, not even just from Trump, but like any Republican that supported. Yeah. The as they should. Um, yeah. So it's just like, um mm-hmm. like that is wonderful. It is joyous. Um I know he's kicking and screaming. Uh mm-hmm. I did see where the PGA But we don't pulled. have to hear it. <laughs> the oh, PGA yeah, pulled um from his golf course. I mean, I'm sure the Twitter block is what really affected him the most because that's the kind of person he is i'm glad to see all of this but it is still frustrating that it took us getting to this point because Mm -hmm. like um you mentioned earlier none of us were surprised like Mm -hmm. this was (laughs) this was coming like and and Mm -hmm. none of us were surprised um i think for me it just so happened that on that Wednesday I had come home and I had come home mm-hmm. because I I had a zoom meeting that was going to run extra long and I just didn't want to be stuck at the office long. So mm-hmm. it just so happened I had come home and I got really upset and worked out, worked up. Like I had to call my dad and like, I just got so worked up over what happened, not because of what happened, because again, we ain't surprised. And also, right. That one on our goddamn business. But it was just the fact that it was allowed to happen. And you are mm-hmm. literally killing niggas in the street. 
Like you are literally yeah. shooting us in our backs and this was allowed to happen. Like that, yeah, was, that was that was what hurt me so bad and had me so upset. I I could care less about I don't give a fuck about that building and shit. It was the fact that it was allowed to happen. And because yeah, we have been saying the whole time he is orchestrating a coup. He is orchestrating a coup. He is orchestrating mm-hmm. a coup. And this is another thing. You know, I told you, I just mentioned about, like, I had uh, friends from high school on Facebook saying they were leaving Facebook, whatever. One in particular, he has retired from the military. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's weird to me that somebody from the military would support this kind of action when, don't you go fight in other countries when they do the same thing? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm confused. <laughs> so I'm confused. So they can't do it, but we can. Like, it, it's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like being in Nigerian, like these are things I expect to happen in Nigerian. Like government, like when I was born, we were still under military dictatorship. Like I saw that overturn in my life. And so it's just interesting to see like all the things that we look down on other countries for we're experiencing. Right. Right. And I saw on my timeline, there was a girl. Um, I don't think she was Nigerian, but she is African and she was, well, mm-hmm. she, she was born here, but her mother wasn't. And she was saying how her mom actually kind of like lost it at that moment because her mama knew mm-hmm. what this was. She knew what this looks like. And that Mm -hmm. she had to like leave her job and go to her mom to like, because she, her mom had lived this before. She knew what was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating and scary. And I don't think it's over at all. So, um, and like, yeah, to some extent, I just, I want to see like the brain progression that people have where like, yeah, you were like, oh, well, he was just talking when he said grab him by the pussy. Hmm. And then what did y'all say when he had children in cages? What did you say? Oh, well, we don't need illegals. You know, like, and so it was like little right. steps to mm-hmm. the point that you've come to this immoral place mm-hmm. of still supporting him and trying to burn our country down over him. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to move along. Oh, wait, no, we're going to stop and listen to our sponsors and then we're going to move along. <laughs> All righty. And we are back and it is time for our someone something. So because this past week is our birthday, we are going to celebrate Mrs. Blue, Miss Blue Ivy Carter. Um, This article actually was posted in December, but she is now the youngest human to be nominated for a Grammy with Brown Skin Girl. (laughs) Come on, Blue. Yeah, so um, I think she's been on other songs, but this is the first song that officially got nominated for a Grammy, and I'm so excited for her. And she's set to turn nine. This, or she actually just turned nine. So, um, you know, get that shit, Blue. I hope she wins. 
Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. But you never know with the Grammys. They love nominating Beyonce right. and Jay-Z to get them to come over. Right. And then they go. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we can move along to our poor life decision. Okay, so this week's is something that I have been struggling with hardcore the past few days. And um, I'm sure other people have, which is why I also wanted to share it. So basically, we're going to talk about emotional burnout. Usually, mm. when people talk about burnout, they're talking about workplace burnout. And I'm like, you know what? Of all the things in my life, my workplace is okay for this moment. Yeah, Not always okay, but it's okay for this moment. Same. But I am tired. Uh, I've been tired since 2016 when y'all elected a whole asshole over a woman to be president. I've been tired since 2020 when the whole world went to shit. And 2021 does not seem like it's going to be any less of a shit show anytime soon. Mm. So um, we're going to talk about two articles. One, I just wanted to set the stage for black women and how we experience burnout. And then the next article, we're gonna talk about um, how to deal with the burnout. So um, the writer talked about her paternal grandmother who died and um, died with many regrets and unfulfilled dreams. And it was just, you know, she just kept putting her needs or everyone else's needs in front of hers and Mm -hmm. it just never happened. So it led her to realize that Black Americans, especially women in this country as a whole, have a collective struggle of racial trauma, systemic trauma, historical trauma, family trauma, and intergenerational trauma. Intergenerational is like a big one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, We've been taught to exist in a country that doesn't even think we're good enough to sit on a bus. And their grandchildren proclaim that we're much better off now, but we're still dealing with systemic racism. And it led the writer to realize that um, many Black women face a burnout that we ignore from the various hats we wear. So statistics of Black women say that Black women who struggle with PTSD, anxiety, depression, and are taught from an early age to bring those emotions and channel strength instead, and that women are most likely to suffer in silence. So I know that we both probably are in that sense of like, even when we are depressed, even when we have anxiety, we still have so many more things to do. Mm-hmm. And so we're not even able to like deal with it. We just push it to the side. Yeah. And especially in this year in background, I, when I was looking for articles about burnout, I did not look at anything before 2020 because I was like, what y'all thought was burnout in 2017 is nothing compared to what we have now. (laughs) But while we are fighting many wars right now, the first war is the one in our minds that says we have to be everything for everyone. And if we don't, we're labeled selfish. In actuality, there's so many existences between those two extremes. Black women are expected to perform, show up, work hard, swallow microaggressions, smile, and have socially acceptable hair in every space that we rise. Ah! In all... That made me holler. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Well, I'm doing so. And we're tired of it. I'm tired of it. And even today, like, I had a call with people and I was like, okay, let me go put on a nice shirt. Let me put some earrings on. Because, like, I'm seeing that most people are now tired of the pandemic. They're actually wearing real clothes again. And so now I have to, like, wear real clothes. And yeah, I don't want to. I'm definitely wearing pajama pants. But That's it's more right. of, like, we we have to show up. And we have to show up at the level or above where other people are. But in order to unlearn, we have to be honest with ourselves that the adultification of Black girls has played a part in this and our denial of a childhood. Mm-hmm. And you know, you and I both know that like we as Black women never got to be child children for long. Mm-hmm. You know, especially um, there were studies that said that Black girls ages 5 to 19 need less nurturing or is thought that they need less nurturing protection, support, and comfort than white girls are the same age. Mm-hmm. And that black girls are more independent, know more about adult topics, and know more about sex than white girls. Now, that wasn't with that. true for me with the At sex all. part. <laughs> that wasn't true for right. me. Um, and honestly, it wasn't true for a lot of my friends. N- not A lot of my friends knew a lot more about sex and stuff than I did, but it was mm-hmm. the white girls who was like talking about sucking dick when we were like in the sixth grade and we were just standing there mm-hmm. like, uh, oh. what? <laughs> like I knew, I, I knew about penetration. That's all I knew about. And I barely knew that. I just knew that. Cause I my, know that. I only, I only knew because my cousins and I found my uncle's tapes. <laughs> we found his tapes and we watched them. <laughs> Your uncle has sex tapes? Oh, my. I mean, no, not <laughs> not his personal sex tapes, like flicks. Oh, like, oh, God. <laughs> no, like, no, I was not booty watching. Booty Talk 99. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Onion booty, yeah, that's what we found those. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh, my. Okay, um, but in tandem with that, Black women's cries of sexual trauma, depression, and anxiety are often ignored let alone, like, you know, actual physical pain. But, um, and we're encouraged to find the strength to persevere despite navigating racial bias, the stress of often taking on multiple roles in the household, as well as receiving lower wages. Um, also there, I will add in the whole part about, you know, pray the depression away, which we'll talk about a whole mm. other episode. That's a whole other stuff. Mm. We are strong, and that's not why we're not broken, but we're also weary. And while endurance is an attribute we've always been taught in race and body, we have a choice in the women we are continually being. being. So I'm going to let you know now. It's okay to say that you're tired. It's okay that you say that you need a break. And it's okay to set boundaries. Um, burnout is real, but so is the ability to put ourselves first. And it's not easy. I, um, I remember when this whole George Floyd thing happened, I set a boundary with somebody and she decided she didn't want to be my friend anymore. But because I knew that I was being true to myself, that's the only reason I haven't rebounded and been like, oh, take me back. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was important to me. I was doing what was true to my values. So, all that to say, um, there's many articles about the burnout that Black women feel, but they usually don't come with tips and this is what we have on this podcast is we give y'all tips so we're going to talk about another article that 
may not necessarily be about black burnout, but does have tips for coping. So um, this is a psychology today. Um, they um, talk about burnout in a way like a lot of times people do talk about workplace burnout, but uh, we're focusing on emotional burnout because um, all kinds of burnout center on the unpleasant emotions we feel because of a particular situation or years of a situation, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, uh, they talk about the effects of not dealing with emotional burnout. First one, unhealthy release of stress hormones. Um, as a type 1 diabetic, I feel the negative effects of stress. More, I'm more in tune of the negative stress effects of stress on my body. So like right now, like my blood sugars are high for no apparent reason. Like I wake up in the morning and it's like, ah, we're going to spike. And I'm like, I didn't even eat anything. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's just little things like cortisol in my body and just the stress. And that's like affecting my ability to control my diabetes. So, Chris, um, as a normal human or <laughs> as a human who has their insulin making cells, um, how do you feel like stress hormones in your existence? Um, so... I had a doctor once tell me that I'm the type of person that lives in a constant state of stress and that by the time I recognize I'm stressed, I am in breakdown mode. And Mm. that is very true. Um, From the weight gain, from the not losing any weight, even though I literally rarely eat. Um... Mm -hmm the well I was about to say (laughs) so it's a combination the insomnia which is probably more anxiety but then also the I cannot get out of bed which Mm -hmm. would be this like it's just headaches um clenching my teeth which I don't even notice Mm -hmm. that I'm doing until and those for those of you who always get on twitter and give us those posts that tell us to breathe. Thank you. Because every time I realize I am holding my breath. Mm-hmm. Like I am holding my breath. Or unclench your teeth. I'm like oh shit I am clenching my teeth. So mm-hmm. yeah it just manifests in a lot of different ways. Um, one thing about stress is that it will kill. That stress kills. And mm-hmm. that triggers my anxiety all over again. Because it's like well I don't <laughs> want to die yet. So it's like. Yeah. It's just ever uh, uh, ever revolving door, and um, like for instance, like I said, with my doctors, like when I notice it, it's super bad. I had recently started having chest pains again. I didn't even feel stressed. I didn't even think I was stressed. Mm-hmm. And then when mm-hmm. I talked to my doctor about it the other day, and she had me like list things, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I am dealing with a lot." Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Because we're, because we have not been, and when I say we, I mean black women historically have not been afforded the opportunity to stop and deal with it. You got to keep moving. And that's toxic. Yeah. Yeah. It is tough. But it's also like, I'd rather keep moving than like be stuck. (laughs) You know, like it's, it's, it's hard. Um, 
yeah, what you said, like, that's all in me right now. Um, it also reminded me of, like, me and allergies. Like, I used to, like, I wake up every day with a headache because, like, I have sinus pressure. Right. <laughs> and so, like, when people are like, oh, my allergies are so bad, and I'm like, listen, I have a base level of allergies. If it gets worse than that, maybe it's worse. But I'm used to dealing with it. <laughs> um, okay, so next up, physical ailments. Um, like I said, changing sleeping patterns, digestion patterns, weight loss or weight gain. I wish I could get that weight loss part. But no, I guess a weight gain. Well, I, that's <laughs> how I used to, like when I was like in my early 20s. And as a mm-hmm. teenager, I would stress out and not eat and lose a bunch of weight. And it wasn't mm-hmm. fun because I didn't look good. <laughs> but yeah. I, And I do the same thing now. I stress out and I don't eat. But then my metabolism also drops. So the weight don't go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, and then they say, lastly, changes, challenges in social interaction. Emotional burnout may also result in failure to interact well with loved ones and coworkers. This is because of certain feelings that the individual is feeling, um, such as anxiety, depression, apathy, lack of motivation. Um, early enough today, like, I mean, I think a lot of times I'm not big about sharing my feelings, but. Um, I talked to a friend today. I was like, I'm having a tough time. And she literally was like, you know what? It's okay. It's a lot happening. Like, <laughs> it is a lot happening. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And she is a white woman. Like, she's very much like an ally. She's like, I understand. Like, there's a lot happening. And I get it. And I was like, thank you. I just feel like I felt good, like, sharing my feelings and not, you know, getting a fucked up response. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's all I ask. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So now we're going to talk about ways to deal with emotional burnout. Um, Emotional burnout and stress are not the same, they say. Emotional burnout results from accumulated stress over time. Um, So when you're going through emotional burnout, you think your situation cannot be changed and you feel stuck. There are a few ways that you can deal with it, um, even when you're struggling with it. One, acknowledge that you're suffering from emotional burnout, which, yes, as of this week, I'm calling it by its name. So the first stage of every recovery is accepting where you stand. Acknowledge that you're emotionally exhausted and that you're not okay. Um, and I think that, again, I think that's why I kind of reached out to my friend. I was like, hey, I'm really struggling right now. Most people, like, you know, one of the most triggering questions when I lost my dad was like, how are you? Because I was like, no, I'm not fucking okay, but I'm like, most people don't want to hear that, so I'm like, fine. It's <laughs> the <laughs> so how are you is such a triggering question to me, and even that now, like, I'll be like, you know, how are you feeling? How are you right now? Because um, if you ask me how I was five minutes ago and how I am now, it might change, you know? Yeah. And so I'm not putting the pressure on you to tell me all of your emotions, but like, how are you in this moment? You know? Acknowledging the emotional burnout puts you in a better position to deal with it. And so, yeah, this week, like I said, I've really been like, okay, I'm burned out. What am I going to do about it? (laughs) Next up, identify why you're experiencing emotional burnout. Um, That is easy and hard. That's the hard part. In this moment. (laughs) (laughs) In this moment, I like, in a nutshell, every fucking thing. But then I'm like, okay, what? 
what is burning me out the most and then moving from there. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I have for y'all. <laughs> it's like, it's important to take a few minutes to figure out why you're feeling this. I need like a few weeks, months, yeah. years. Um, <laughs> next up, establish solutions to your problem. Um, coming with solutions to a problem can be a challenge and intimidating because sometimes you may feel like your problem is too big to solve. And I actually read an article today about um, from Shine, and it was about taking the small steps. And it's like, okay, yeah, my room is messy. Your idea is not to clean the whole room. Why don't you start in this corner? What's the first thing you can do? Yeah. Throw away that wrapper that you've been looking at for two weeks. You know, like, you know, so sometimes you do have to break it down into small pieces. Um, if you're overwhelmed by like huge goals. And so this was one place, like, they didn't say all of this, but they did say it's okay to give yourself time to come up with effective solutions to the problem and trust yourself that you can solve the problem. It's also okay to seek counsel from loved ones or anyone who you feel would give you the best advice. Um, yeah, I think part of it, especially for me right now, is like I'm always quick to come up with a list of actions. But I mean, sometimes I have to be like, I just don't feel like it. Let, yep. me, just go be- <laughs> yeah. Let me just go rest, you know. One of my um, one of my favorite TikTok follows is a housekeeper. And y'all know I love the cleanup TikToks. But she talked about like not being embarrassed over not being able to clean your home at the time. And she talked about all the many reasons why you may not be able to clean. And one of them was depression. And she kind of did the same thing was just kind of saying, you know, find one thing you can do. You don't have to tackle the whole room that day. You definitely don't have to tackle the whole house. What's one thing you can do? You know what? those socks on the floor you can pick those up and put them in the hamper and if that's all you can do today do that one thing Mm -hmm. so that made me like someone who I feel like you know cleaning is what they do and like it's like I don't know (laughs) because I'm the type when I did have a housekeeper coming which I probably need to start back but when I did I would clean up before she came because I was like "Eh, I don't want her her to think like I'm a slob but she's right. like, no, we're not. First of all, she was like, no, we're not judging you because first of all, this is our job. And we thank you mm-hmm. for hiring us to do this job. But she was just saying that, like, do what you can and start there. Mm-hmm. And if you need to get back in bed after that, that's fine. Yeah. I, um, Friday night, I, I, I was hanging out with a friend drinking. So Saturday morning, I looked at my birth control. I was like, you know what, girl? You made it through the day and took your birth control. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, let me pat you on the shoulder. You remember to take your birth control no matter what. Like, that's it. Like, that was a win for me the previous day because I was like, you, you did what you were supposed to do. You took your birth control. <laughs> and sometimes it, the wins are as small as that. I took one tiny ass pill, but it was that. Uh, next up, taking a timeout. So taking a break can help you refocus the direction in which you are going. We often hesitate to take a timeout because we have responsibilities to attend to and deadlines to meet. But it's important to understand that your health comes first before anything else. Um, you're no good for your job or your relationships if you cannot give yourself. Um, yes. 
So I am not accustomed to taking timeouts. So I mean, this morning I was up at four o'clock in the morning and I was like, well, since I'm up, let me go crochet um, a hat and let me go work on some social media for the podcast and some designs and stuff like that. And I'm like, why? Why can I not sit and just like sit? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's like punishment for me. <laughs> but we're working on it. Um, and lastly, which I feel is kind of judgy, is take better care of yourself. That's While right. you're recovering, it is vital to put necessary measures in place to allow yourself to fully recover. Listen to your body, get rest when you feel tired, eat when you feel hungry, and do activities that elevate your mood, such as exercising or watching a funny movie. Exercising does not elevate my mood. <laughs> Drinking lots of water. <laughs> uh, just stay hydrated and eat lots of vegetables. Spoil yourself with a treat once in a while, too. Uh, learn to do things at a pace that you can manage, and don't be afraid to say no if you can't do something or attend an event. I will also add that um, the other day I made like a chopped style meal. So I was like, okay, because I didn't go grocery shopping during the weekend. So I think it was Sunday night. And so I found some chicken thighs in the freezer from when I was like hoarding them from the beginning of the pandemic. Because oh, I, <laughs> I was like, thighs. I need chicken thighs. I love yeah. chicken thighs. So, They're so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. They're so much better than chicken breast. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I had that. I had some Filipino style adobo finishing sauce. So basically, I guess simmer sauce. Um, I found half an onion in my fridge and half a bell pepper. And so I put it all together. I was like, oh, look, a meal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made some kind of vegetable. It probably was greens because I had greens. And I was like, you know what? I can feed myself without having to go to the grocery store. This is great. And that made me happy. And I felt energized because it it's weird because plugging into my creativity on my own volition is energizing. But when I had to do it for other people, it gets strange. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. So what, uh, what have you been doing to cope with burnout? A year full of burnout, if not more. <laughs> uh nothing drinking shit <laughs> nothing healthy i've done nothing like well now of course i like i said this new year i have i'm still sticking to my morning routine i'm getting mm-hmm. up i did add stretching to the routine so i'm okay. um, doing some good stretches in the morning um once i get these tonsils out i will resume working out in the morning and yeah I'm just I mean and I do feel better I I actually have a little more energy I am Mm -hmm. um yeah I have a little more energy in the morning so but that's it other than that drinking (laughs) yeah I'm trying to limit my drinking because I'm like I don't think it's helping with my depression either it's not it's not it is it is not a good remedy at all at all yeah but um i have i brought my jar to my desk because i was gonna put journal prompts in it so it's small steps eventually i'll put journal prompts in it but journal prompts 
but um, at least I brought my jar to my desk. (laughs) I need to start back journaling as well. And um, I know a lot of people always talk about um, self-compassionate meditation, but I really am taking a moment to be kind to myself because I've lately I've been just catching myself speaking negatively to myself and so um sorry try not to cry (laughs) so I'm like working on it's fine. Like crying is not a bad thing to me. I just like Listen, it's okay. I Stuff am out of my face. <laughs> I am the world's biggest crybaby. Y'all know it. I crowd this show every other week. <laughs> like it's nothing yeah. for me. It just it weirds me out when people are like, "Why are you crying?" I'm like, "Because stuff is falling out of my face. I have emotions." Anyways, <laughs> but um, um, so I am trying to be. Um, yesterday in the Shine app, I did a check in, and they were like, "Okay." What if your friend was dealing with the same problem? What would you say to that? Mm. And so I was able to write something really kind to myself mm. because I, you know, I'm always going to be outwardly nice to y'all. I'm just an asshole to myself. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's how it works. That's how it works. Um, yeah, that is actually a good way to look at it. And I've actually looked at things like that as well in that same way, like if this was someone else, what would you tell them? That's just like Mm -hmm. with uh, therapy. I struggled for a long time to go to therapy because I was embarrassed. And, but the truth of the matter is I work in the mental health field and I am constantly Mm -hmm. pushing people to go to therapy, like for work and telling people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's okay. And, if you had a fever, you would take aspirin. Or if you need this, you'd go to the doctor. Do you want me to go to your, you know, I will drive you to your first appointment. I will do that, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. But when it came to myself, I felt embarrassed. And yeah. um, it was actually my line sisters sharing that they had been to therapy that made me realize it's okay. And I need to do this. So, yeah, we do that to ourselves so often. And that, and I'm not like, I'm not being like kitschy when I say on this show, mm-hmm. be gentle with yourself. I mean that mm-hmm. because it is easy to expect top notch shit from yourself, but then, you know, be kind to others. That mm-hmm. kindness goes both yeah. ways. I, um, yeah. I do the My Headspace app in the morning for my meditation. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually didn't do the check-in part this morning, but I like their check-ins because, you know, you say how you feel and then they recommend some meditations for you. But I knew I needed a kindness meditation this morning. And I did Mm. that and it was very, um, it was just three minutes, so it wasn't long. And it was very, like, I felt like, I felt like I could breathe, like a weight had been lifted off my chest because I said some kind Mm -hmm. things to myself. Right. That shouldn't be as rare, but yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. And yeah. And the thing about it is I think it's easier to be kind to other people because we, we do not see the inner depths of their struggle like we see our own. So even if like, even if it is a close friend, you're still not seeing all of the negativity that we pour on ourselves. Yeah. I think that's it. But yeah, so um 
I hope this episode helps y'all because I feel like we've been we've been like dealing with shit and dealing with shit and dealing with shit and just keep sleeping it on the rug and then after a while it's exhausting and yeah it's hard so yeah we're gonna move along to the favorite part of the pot the value of dreams um i can go first because mine is quick and sweet and straight to the point i am going to buy a drink for snow days and i really don't think there's anything else i have to say everybody enjoy a good snow day everybody knows (laughs) y'all should see Dorian's face (laughs) everybody knows the beauty of a snow day so i'm just gonna buy a drink for the snow days cheers first of all we had a bitch-ass snow day so i saw the snow (laughs) falling but as soon as it hit the floor, it was rain. So I tried to take Roxy out, and she's like, why are you having me out in the rain? And I'm like, I thought I was going to have you out in the snow. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I am really salty about anybody who had snow on the ground because I wanted to take my dog out for a sweet little snow day, and it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not happy for you people who have snow. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just telling you. Um, so for what I do want to buy a drink for Jasmine Sullivan. Um, yes. I don't feel like she ever has enough flowers. Like I just, I, I remember when she came out with her album in 2010, I was going through relationship problems. And that's another reason why like, I resent my ex that like, I was so focused on him that I couldn't truly like appreciate her album from 2010 until like years later. I'm like, how you gonna do deny me the joy of Jasmine Sullivan. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I am buying a drink for Jasmine Sullivan. She just talks about like it's so hard as women to truly like connect with our sexuality outside of a man. It's just we were taught like and that's kind of my issue that I have with like us reading like black authors before our time because <laughs> the story is always like oh she was like this curvy sexual being and he wanted her so bad and blah 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 and i think it just really fucks with her brain when we're young anyways long story there but um it's just there's a lot of healing and just being like okay it's okay to be a sexual being in her album go listen to it lastly nextly nextly finally I have two degrees, you guys, I promise. Um, <laughs> I'm not crying and drinking rum. Um, I want to buy a drink for Black women because not only do we, are we tasked with saving this whole fucking country day in and day out, but, like, we're strong. And it's like okay to be strong, but also we are, um, we have feelings. And we, we hurt. And we still somehow make it and not hurt people. But um, yeah, I just want to buy a drink for us being dope. Just because we're magic doesn't mean we're magical and doesn't mean that we are not human beings. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, Doyen, why don't you tell people how they can talk to us? Okay. 
You can talk to us in English. I know a little bit of Spanish. Donde esta la cerveza? Um, <laughs> we are on the Instagram. It's Poor Like Decision. It's also the name of our Etsy shop. I cannot tell y'all. You have to get a mug that says Poor Like Decision. But on the other side, it says Make and Say No Call. But mm-hmm. if you're drinking on it at work, just don't show the the works and calls. Just don't right. show the make and say alcohol part. Um, we are also on Twitter as PLD Pod. Um, I think some TV shows are going to come back this year, so maybe we can talk about some TV shows. Um, you can email us at hello at poorlifedecision dot com. Um, just tell us what you want to talk about. We're happy to do research for you and dedicate a whole episode to you. And also, you can um, rate us on Apple Podcasts. And um, we not only do we cherish your reviews deeply, but we will also send you a sticker if you send us a screenshot of your review and your address for the free. There's not much you can get free in these days, but That's right. we'll get it to you for the free. That's right. Can't say it enough. Check out that Etsy shop. Lots of cute gifts. Please make sure you rate and review us. That is five stars so others do not work. And we'll also, you know, read your review. <laughs> I promise we're going to read reviews. Um, yeah. And also, um, I want to remind everybody to drink water. My organs were screaming for it. Make sure you drink water. Make sure you keep up with your skincare routine. I have a huge zit on my forehead right now. And um, make sure you're using your sunscreen. And guys, again, just be gentle with yourself and love on yourself and take your meds. Mm-hmm. Even if you think that you were good and didn't need your meds, go ahead and come back and take your meds. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and take some vitamin D. It's good for, especially in these darker days, it's good for your being. Chris is trying to get me to buy a lamp. And I don't want to. Also, notice how Doyen is <laughs> talking after she said vitamin D to try to keep me from saying, put uh-huh. your Big Mac truck right in this little garage. So, it's fine. Um, it's fine. Anywho. Well, I'm going to let you because it gives you joy in this moment. It's okay. It's okay. Um, um, It's okay. So, <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see y'all next week. Love you. Bye. Toodles. Bye. I don't know where I will go. Bitch, get it together, bitch. You don't know who you went home with. We went home with again. Was he a friend? A friend of a friend. Was he a four or was he a ten? I know my mama wouldn't like it if she knew about.